This might be a podcast. This is the second Patreon-exclusive episode, and this is a very special after-school special episode uh, with Marty Beller, the drummer of They Might Be Giants. Tired of waiting, tired of watching, negotiating, parading around. Marty, how's it going? going great greg i'm thrilled to be a part of this podcast i am thrilled that you are on this podcast it's just like blowing my mind right now and yeah i feel like you know as a drummer myself drummers uh they don't get no respect that's not that they don't get respect but it's like they're not um I, i i'm very happy to be able to shine a light on what you bring to the band and your talents because it's just um I mean, we were talking before we hit record here, and uh, you haven't done a ton of interviews with just you, so I, I'm very happy to provide this uh, platform and to also get us uh, uh, super fans a little a little peek behind the curtain into the drummer's world of They Might Be Giants. So, so thanks. Thanks, man. So um, let's start with... Well, let's start with um, and maybe just a little history of uh, you becoming a drummer. How old were you when you started playing uh, the drums and percussion? I was seven years old when I started playing, when I first got a, a, a teacher whose name is Chet DeBeau, who I'm still really close friends with, who just, it was, I, I clearly had been, uh, probably from the time I could talk, had expressed interest in drums, yeah. and I remember getting a, I remember getting a toy drum set uh, uh, for Hanukkah one one year, probably when I was four or five years old. And Sweet. I remember that being set up. We're going way back now. That being set up in our living room uh, <laughs> and just ba- just bashing on that. I just I just have this memory of just just completely bashing on that in the middle of the house. Um, you, did you bend like and, a little flimsy symbol and break the heads? <laughs> Yes, exactly, <laughs> and 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 then and then again, you know, there has been in my family and with my teacher Chet, there is there is. Uh, I've always remembered it that I had uh, started when I was seven. He thinks it was around six. It, w- it wasn't the summer when my birthday is, so sure, it was somewhere you know six, but seven were, years you, old. You were little. You were little. Yes, I, I, as I like to say, it. It. I. I knew from the time. 
I was six or seven, what I wanted to do with my life. Before then, I was I was lost. I had no idea. Um, <laughs> what? But, Come on! I but, teach kindergarten and first graders. <laughs> they they don't know. They don't know anything. <laughs> yes, for some, for some reason they they know how to play. They like to play. <laughs> exactly. But but this this clearly was uh, what I what I've been asking. I've been asking for you know to take drum lessons for pretty much since I could speak and. Is just incredible uh, good fortune uh, that my parents asked around and found a teacher, uh, again, his name, Chet Thibault, uh, that and he, at the time, first would, would come to the house. And we, I ended up studying with him until I graduated high school. Uh, wow. And he became a huge influence and mentor in my life. Uh, and I really, I had, I had, had three extraordinary drum teachers over the course of, from, from the time I started to the time I left college. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, Tom Brown was this brilliant percussionist, uh, who I was at music camp with. And then Steve Rucker, uh, who was at, who was the, still the drum teacher at university of Miami, who's an mm. absolute, absolutely also absolutely brilliant teacher and great friend uh so but to your to your question yes i started around six or seven uh and had a great teacher from the start it was yeah. just completely wonderful fortune for me uh because that just the teachers as you know so <laughs> it's so such a huge part of Lay it on, lay it on thick. It's it's true, and that that, that was my experience. Uh, so I had I had had a great one from the start, um, and then, uh, but he it was I think things you know might be different now. But he started me uh, just on a drum pad for the first two years. Oh, um, just a drum pad, not even yeah, snare. just a drum pad. No, just oh, a pad. Man. Um, and learning we, your rudiments uh, right away. Exactly, yeah. we did the rudiments, and uh, it was it was pretty strict, uh, you know, from from so, from select books that he yeah. that he had brought over. And but the root, it was pretty much rudiment heavy and really technique, uh, just to get that sure. and stick technique. And then you know, a seminal moment in my life. I think when I was in fourth grade, got my first drum set. Uh, which was a gold sparkle Fuji drum set. Okay, nice. uh, was, was the was the, was the brand. Oh, um, <laughs> and I'm 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 sick that I don't still have that kit because it was oh, a it was it was a beautiful it was a beautiful gold sparkle, very yeah. colorful kit. But that that was <laughs> that sounds pretty. That awesome. was the first. So that, so that was the first one. He um, <laughs> that brings me to I I posted something on on read it i'm like hey if you guys have any questions i'll you know i'll i'll sift through them and see if there's anything and one guy asked wanted me to ask you what's your favorite rudiment which i think would be a funny thing oh there's no doubt about it there's not even close well i would say i would say two i would say two actually. okay okay what do you got the, fir the first thing that pops in my head is the paradiddle sure um very important and uh the paradiddle is more just aesthetically so pleasing to me to play and uh, to try to play as slow as you possibly can, as fast as you possibly can. Yeah, I, I like the way a paradiddle, you, how you, I like moving paradiddles around the kit and stuff. You can get some pretty cool mm -hmm. results. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I still, I very much use the paradiddle 
if I'm warming up, uh, you know, just trying to get, get loose, get my, you know, if I, like, especially if you're say backstage and just, you know, have your sticks and a couch or whatever, it, I, there's something about the paradiddle that gets, that really gets your, well, your whole, you know, everything kind of warmed up and, and, uh, you know, uh, gets your chops going and then, but, but, but as far as, as far as, uh, utility, I would say the flam, of course. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the, the flam, uh, I, 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 we'd be, we'd be without it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Rock drummers, man, it's, uh, probably it's gotta be the most used for pretty much any rock drummer. Yeah. And so the the this user on on Reddit that I found out his name happens to be Greg as well. The user uh, Shrim fifty one on Reddit, and so we were talking about that because I I'm like I'm like that's a funny question, man. I'm like, what's yours? And he said, Flam, and uh, and I brought up <laughs> my first uh, my love affair with the Flam began with smells like Teen Spirit. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. right off the bat, Dave Grohl is doing that. <laughs> I'm just like, yes. oh man, that sounds so cool. Yeah, so definitely the flame's good. Paradiddle is one of those. I mean, I've taught, uh, my youngest drum suit I taught was three, and his mom would bring over his little tiny kit. And we would even do, we'd talk about, we'd do double stroke rolls without the bounce just to go, you know, right, right, left, left. And we did get to the the paradiddle eventually. I've got a, a another drum suit in his own only not even five yet and he's just starting to get the paradiddle but it's probably that first rudiment you learn where where you're really learning about stick control and, and not just you know going right left right left so i i thought that was a pretty funny question so okay so as you were getting older you got your you got your drum kit and was it fourth grade you said yes so that's i mean that's still pretty young for a drummer uh did you then join the school band and for percussion yeah i yes at that point so elementary school i I feel like one of my first public performances was on a snare drum i think playing like little drummer boy with (laughs) with the the choir singing that at a holiday concert um and then there was a yeah then there was a school band it was it was uh actually a really good program for i'm trying yeah i'm I'm sort of blurring all together like the school band you know from elementary school into into junior high as we called it into high school um but yes uh then join the school band and then but for me uh which which was you know such a huge part of my childhood being in the school bands It's a big you know, part of my much, identity uh, still to this day. I mean, yes. I'm married to someone I met, uh, pretty much met in band, and all of my best friends were in band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's a huge, uh, a huge part of your, you know, musical life growing up. Um, and but in sixth grade, uh, uh, kind of formed uh, my first rock band that yeah. I was in, yeah. which. Uh, uh, and so that, and that ended up with this a similar group of people, you know, had some personnel changes over the years. Um, but with, the, but with, with, uh, with my friend, Steven, who was a great keyboard player and my friend Todd, who was a great bass player. Um, well, Todd joined in junior high, but 
with my friend Steven and then a few other friends. We started a band and the first gig was at a party at my house and we played all Beatles songs. Nice. <laughs> and yeah, and so from 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 there on, I was always, I, I've said as a grown up to, you know, these friends who I'm, you know, still kind of in touch with that uh, I owe them so much for, <laughs> for, I would, I would, you know, I just wanted to, all I wanted to do was, you know, play in a rock band, play in a yeah. rock band. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they were pretty great about coming over most Friday nights and jamming <laughs> and, you know, That's so learning cool. all 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 kinds of songs yeah those the the guys that i i started my first band in eighth grade so i started trombone in fifth grade and i played that in school i i picked up the drums i got my first drum kit uh christmas of my eighth grade year and then some of my friends started getting their instruments started as a uh, a power trio so to speak but it went all the way from eighth grade through college i mean we played for a decade and yeah i mean i still get together with those guys all the time and um yeah, and I actually, just to show you, I have two of my bass drum heads from that band up on the wall there. Oh, fantastic. Because they were, they were rescued from the, our, we practiced at our bassist's uh, parents' house, and they were retrieved a few years ago, and so I uh, I display them <laughs> proudly. <laughs> um, okay, so the first band, what was that band, what was that band called? The fir- let's see uh i be- uh there were no- there we were a number of names over the years sure, of course and so i feel like I'm pr- i think the first name was dorp dead uh <laughs> D- d-o-r-p dead dorp dead and that was <laughs> after uh a short story that we had all read and really liked where the main character wrote on the mirror dorp dead where you know he misspelled drop dead um <laughs> that's a pretty kind of oh, yeah, that's, that's a good band name i like that short story you know kind of dark short story so uh but you know our our our, ba- our our changing of names pretty much every year uh, you know became almost part of the you know part of the band's personality or as we changed <laughs> i think that's personnel. pretty common. Um, it's yeah, hard had, to choose a band name yes yeah, so we, we had yeah we, we had dorp dead uh then then kind of somehow that uh, then that then that became the odyssey uh and then i think we had a personnel change and we changed it back to dorp dead but we added and the dead beat so it was dorp dead and the dead beat it's <laughs> even better it sounds like a ska band yes and then then <laughs> Extremely short-lived name was uh, Quintessence, which I think we got from the Squeeze song in Quintessence. Okay. Um, yeah. And you know, I'm probably forgetting some. But as we moved into high school, <laughs> we got a little more a little more stability. Uh, and for I think maybe the longest period of time, we were called the Flipside. Oh, um, okay. And that that incarnation had <laughs> what I want to say for you know growing up, uh, you know, junior high, high school bands that had the most success. We won. The Battle of the Bands in so our high school. My band, Blue Bottle, that I yeah, showed you. Yes, right? yep, that was yep. it. That all was all thanks to good drummers, I'm sure. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> if a band is a crummy drummer, it's really, you know, a, a good drummer can hold a mediocre band together and uh Well, and, we were, we were great. The whole band was great. Awesome. There was no... Um, but yeah, and then I think the last, the last band, which was a, the last band in high school, again... 
personnel changes uh, was called Boycott. And that was the first where we, where it was, we were stressing originals. Um, where, where yeah. we, we, and that was among the first time we had gone into the studio with a previous, when we were in junior high to, and we recorded some covers. Um, but we went into the studio and recorded original songs when, uh, okay. So there are recordings. Can I get recordings to play on this podcast? Uh, of the of boycott you know i'll have to talk to to, i'll have to talk to steve and labor who's was my cohort in boycott who we co-wrote the songs together so great i mean you could see you know pick one that would be pretty extraordinary he he, he, if if anyone has the cassette he does uh um and uh yeah that would be that would be pretty cool okay well let me let me know on that and i can i I can i can drop it in post right here (laughs) all right folks that's it for the teaser if you would like to hear the entire 90 minute episode head over to patreon.com slash this might be a podcast and five dollars a month will get you exclusive episodes and at least for now, I've got enough material. I'm going to be doing two every month, I believe, for the foreseeable future. We've got this one as well as uh, what's already been posted last week, the State Songs exclusive with Spencer Parks. We talked about Illinois, the Songs of the 50 States, and West Virginia. Uh, but you're definitely going to want to hear the rest of this Marty Beller piece. We get all the way through to The Else. This is just part one. So we talk about the spine here come the ABCs, the Elson working with the Dust Brothers. Uh, a lot of cool stuff. It was a lot of fun. He's super awesome. We're going to talk again. We're also going to do a regular song episode. The song he picked is Call You Mom. Uh, but head over to patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. $5 will get you the weekly episodes early. Why Does the Sunshine is already out for the Patreon listeners. Comes out on Wednesday for y'all. And, yeah, and the $5 will get the exclusive episodes as well as some merch will be included, some buttons and stickers, which are getting made currently. So, patreon.com slash this might be a podcast. Thanks, everybody. This is Greg signing off. See you over at Patreon.